Hello and welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast. So, pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat and enjoy the conversation. Before I start the show, I want to share an offer with you. Well, it's an offer and a bit of a reminder. So I know, because you are very kind and you send me emails to say how helpful you find the podcast. And the feedback that I get is that you find the tips really useful. You find that it's practical and that the strategies that I recommend are reasonable, manageable, and that I am relatable. I'm not preaching to you. I am a parent as well as a parenting expert. Now, did you know that I have an online membership where parents get to ask me questions every week on their current challenges? It's also where you can access all my online courses, which you can't access anywhere else. Now, these courses cover managing tech, anxiety, building confidence, children struggling with big emotions and much more. And if that wasn't enough, you get access to my monthly 60 Minutes with Dr. Mary Hand Talks live and also the recording. And it gets better because the cost of the membership is only £9.79 a month. And of course, you can cancel at any time. So for those of you who regularly join my 60 Minutes with Dr. Mary Hand Talks each month, that is just £1.79 a month more. Now, I wanted to offer you this and remind you, especially for this podcast episode, because in February, within the membership only, I will be running online workshops with your children on this very topic. So it's worth a think anyway, and you'll find the link to my How Not To membership on the website and also in the show notes and today's free resource. So please do check it out. Back to the show. This is episode 136 and today's episode 24 for 2024 is a different take on New Year's resolutions. Have you made any? How many have you broken already? A study conducted by Forbes looking into New Year's resolutions found the 10 most popular resolutions for 2024 are, I wonder if you can guess them, the first, the top Resolution for 2024, 40% of respondents said that they would exercise more. 35% said that they would lose weight. These are the resolutions that people made. Well, these are the resolutions that people planned making. So the questionnaire looked in 2023 for the resolutions that people were going to make for 2024. The third was improve diet, had 33%. The fourth was financial goals, 31% had that as a resolution. 24% wanted to reduce their stress. 22% were making resolutions to enhance their emotional well-being. 20% said that they would be making resolutions around more time for hobbies. 18% said that they were going to make resolutions around improving relationships. 18% said that they were making resolutions around improving their career goals. And 17% said they were going to be making resolutions around meditating or being more mindful regularly. So I just wanted to share those and just go get you thinking about this idea about New Year's, New Year's resolutions. Now, in 2023, less than one in five people, so that's about 19%, set resolutions. Now, surprisingly, or maybe not so surprisingly, younger people are the most likely to set New Year's resolutions, with more than half of those aged between 18 to 34 planning to set them in 2024, compared to only 33% for those aged 35 to 54. 
and then just 12% of people age 55 and above. So it's really interesting that younger people are really much more intent in this idea of sort of looking forward to the year and setting these resolutions compared to those over age 55, which is just 12%. Now, I love setting New Year's resolutions. I've talked about it a lot in blog posts and in previous podcast episodes. And I've done that pretty much since my mid-teens when my mother and I would sit and talk about what we plan to work on the following year. It's genuinely one of my most vivid memories of the festive period and my childhood. And I'm particularly fond of it. I've got genuinely just really very, very special memories of my mum and I doing that particular thing. And as I say, when I consider of all the festive years that have gone past in my childhood and my teens, and even in my you know, 20s and 30s, it's the thing that I remember. I, you know, I don't, there are other small things of the festive period, but that is the really big one for me. And I love the whole kind of reflective piece around the year, which has been, you know, fond memories of what you've done, with whom, what you've achieved, what you've learned about yourself. And, and how you want to take all of this knowledge into the next year with your aspirations. And the last three years, I have done things differently. So I have literally set New Year's resolutions since my mid-teens all the way up to now. But three years ago, I decided to do things differently. And I chose instead to focus on a large number of intentions linked to the year linked to the sort of the number within the year. So for 2021, I had 21 intentions. For 2022, I had 22 intentions and so on. So as we approach 2024, in fact, this episode is going out in 2024, I am looking at 24 intentions for 2024. And I've chosen to set them in a way which you can use for yourself. So this podcast episode is for you as parents, but also for your children too, because the way that I've set it out this year, it's really relevant and really helpful for your children in ways that it probably and potentially wasn't previously. So I want you to consider this. Intentions are different to resolutions because they tend to focus on feelings and habits rather than an end goal. End goals often feel too big and too far away for children and teens to really engage in. Whereas an intention or a promise is more feels much more approachable and something that can actually be approached on a day-to-day life, which then is likely, is, of course, it's going to impact any long-term goals and end goals that we have. But it's much easier for children and teens to kind of get on board with and engage with. And also for us, I can't remember the statistic. I was going to put it in the podcast episode around the number of New Year's resolutions that actually see that their way to being to being fulfilled, but so many end up being ditched. And you can look at that, you know, I've just given you the top 10 and how how often do you make that New Year's resolution that you're going to exercise more and you're going to lose weight. And actually focusing in on an end goal just seems so much more difficult than actually, if you want to exercise more, what are the intentions that you can put in place around day-to-day regular things that seem to be much more manageable. So that's what I'm going to, what I'm offering you in this episode 24 for 2024. So let me start first of all, before I go into my top tips and actually practically, how do you do this to consider why it might be helpful for us and for our children and teens to set intentions or promises 
in the first place? Why, why is it even worth going through this particular process? Well, there are five reasons, as you might expect. There are probably a, a, a lot more, but there are five that I think are really crucial for us to get our head around. The first one is by setting intentions, it really nurtures a habit of success for our children because intentions are these promises that we make. These are around feelings that we want to have around day-to-day things. And so, of course, because we're looking at that way rather than this huge monumental end goal, we're going to, our children are going to develop and nurture a habit where they see success regularly occurring for them rather than this big goal that quite often doesn't happen and we don't celebrate the steps along the way. I've talked before so much around this idea that big ambitious goals are incredible and they are wonderful things to have. But we often forget to celebrate all of the wins, all of the lessons, all of the learns along the way. And it's actually the journey that is so much more powerful. The person that we become along that way, the way that we change and adapt and we modify, that means that actually it doesn't matter whether we reach that end goal. It's that process that we really want to celebrate. So that's one of the top, top reasons why we want to, why I would really encourage you to look at this process of 24 for 2024, because for your children and for you, it's about nurturing a habit of success. The second byproduct of this idea that we're nurturing the habit of success is that it will build confidence because it builds confidence in us that we can set intentions and fulfill them. And it also builds confidence for our children that they can set promises and intentions that they can also fulfill. And they see that progress that they're making of making those slightly brave, bold steps and that they experience that success and then they feel more empowered to be able to do more. So it nurtures this habit of success. It builds confidence. And the third one is it creates a growth mindset. We've talked about growth and fixed mindset across the podcast previously, but growth mindset is this notion that we can achieve anything that we want to achieve. It's just simply a muscle that we need to exercise regularly. So we we can accomplish absolutely anything, but we just need to kind of flex and exercise that muscle in order for it to become something that we can say that is part of our character and part of who we are, rather than viewing capability and ability as very fixed and innate. You either can or you can't do something. And of course, as life goes on and our children become young adults, we want them to know, we want that nurturing of that growth mindset and that confidence and that habit of success because it allows them to place themselves in situations that are novel and new and that they have no experience of previously, but they know with sufficient practice and effort that they can accomplish anything. So creating that growth mindset is really something that as parents, we want to develop and nurture with our children. The third one is it's really empowering this process of intention setting because it teaches children and teens that they have agency, they have autonomy, and they have the power within them to change their lives. They simply have to set a new intention. They have to work in a different direction. They have to kind of make these regular promises. And that is crucial if we want to raise resilient adults, because if they believe that they have autonomy, that they have the agency and the ability to change their lives, then any situation that they find themselves in, that is a situation that they don't want to be in, then they can see that it's within themselves that ability and capability to make those changes. And then the fifth one is that 
I really believe this idea around 24 for 2024 and this intention and promise setting is it really builds great communication within our family and can be an incredibly bonding ritual for the family as a whole when we all engage in this process. So there are a a lot of reasons why you may choose to do this and how incredibly powerful it can be for your family because you know, it nurtures this habit of success, it builds confidence, it creates a growth mindset, it empowers our children and teens to teach that they have agency, autonomy and power, and it builds this great bonding experience and communication within your family. The next 60 Minutes with Dr. Mary Han, I'll be talking about ways that we can support anxious children. Now, whether that's children who worry about going into school, whether they worry about new situations or social situations, we'll be covering the whole lot. Remember that the 60 minutes are all super practical. There'll be a workbook and we'll be talking very specifically about practical things that you can do after the 60 minutes to help support your child. Tickets are on sale as usual at £8 and I look forward to seeing you there. Let's say I've now sold you on it. You're like 100% Mary Han. We are going to do this 24 for 2024. So how do we go about doing this? So I'm going to give you five things that are kind of that crucial aspect. If you want help and support creating these 24 for 2024 and you need a bit of a help, that holding hand from me, then I really would encourage you to consider joining the How Not To community. You're going to find the links all over the show notes in terms of the resource. And of course, you can find it directly in terms of the website. So I'm going to give you the way that I would the way that I would approach it. So you've got to start with what I call the imagination game. And this is really having conversations together as a family. You know, I'm really keen on these family meetings, but having a gathering, because if you're going to do the 24 for 2024, it is going to be so much more powerful if every single one of your family engages in this process. And starting with the imagination games, the imagination game literally starts with that. Imagine you are. So just allow your children's imagination to run riot. Imagine they are whatever it is. Imagine that version of themselves. What would they imagine? So you may have children who are imagining themselves who would love to be a football player. Maybe you've got a child that would love to be a YouTuber or a gamer, or they want to be a lawyer or a doctor, whatever it might be, please let's not vet, let's not limit their creativity in terms of the imagination. Because what's crucial to remember here is not necessarily whether you want your child to go down that route, or whether you think it's a viable profession or a viable aspect of their lives that is possible. We are simply allowing and encouraging our children to place themselves in that dream state that if they could imagine anything even if what they're imagining is just not possible maybe they imagine that they're going to have superpowers and that they're going to be a superhero or something that just is not in the real world it does not matter what's crucial about this aspect is allowing our children to go into that imaginary world play that imagination game because we're going to unpick the qualities about whatever it is that they imagine themselves to be that we can then begin to use in the day-to-day. So it really is a let their imagination completely rip, let them just go wherever they want to go. Because what we're then going to ask them to do is we're going to ask them to imagine what they might be doing, what they might be saying, how they might be behaving. It's really, we're trying to anchor them into that real 
visual scenario of imagining themselves in this ideal scenario that they would like to be in because it has to start there once they're there we we then want to really get into the feels so now it's about asking them to imagine how they might feel if they were living out that imaginary scenario that imaginary sort of person that they become and so what we're asking them to think about there is if to imagine how that might feel if they were in a position where they were regularly practicing that specific intention or they had reached that specific goal or they were in that specific space and place where they were that individual. So this is, as you can tell, this is really trying to anchor them in to that state. Because when we try and set intentions and promises where our children have not really felt it, what then tends to happen is they're in that part of their brain where they're sort of quite often just saying what they think they ought to say or what they think we want to hear when we can really anchor them in that imagination and in the feels then we are much more likely to get what matters to them and I can't emphasize enough the importance in this particular space of not trying to qualify that with any tangible is it real how can we measure it this stage is really just asking our children to get into that sort of real visceral space if you think about it for yourself so you know if we go back to some of the common resolutions that people often make about exercising more or losing weight really exercising more is a process but why do we want to exercise more and it might be around we want to feel energetic we want to feel that we're capable of doing lots of things maybe it's related specifically to our weight if we focus on losing weight that doesn't have any tangible you know we don't feel that in the same way that won't drive behavior in the same way as if we're talking about how we might feel of being able to go shopping and be able to put on clothes and feel great about ourselves maybe it's the the way that we portray ourselves and carry ourselves in terms of our confidence and how we might enter a room and how we feel about ourselves and it's that that's really what we're trying to get into the essence of and if we look at the uh, new year's resolutions around reducing stress again if we just say that we want to reduce stress then but we really want to be thinking about what is it about reducing stress. So we just want to move away from that feeling of constantly being on edge and constantly feeling agitated and that discomfort and that lack of sleep. So when we can really connect with a what the intention is giving us, what the feeling is that we want, the kind of person that we want to see ourselves in situations when stressful things come up, how we would want to see ourselves responding in those situations, that makes a really big difference and allows us to really get close to the intentions that we need in order to for that scenario to play out, for us to be, to step into that kind of person and that character and that persona and that part of us that we really want to tap into. So that's why we start with the imagination game and that's why we then move into the feels afterwards. So those are kind of the first bits. The next thing is we need to get super clear. So this is more of the rational, logical part of the exercise really is. So if we've imagined that person, if we've imagined the feeling that we'll get from being able to accomplish and step into that that aspect of ourselves, we then want to get super clear with our children on what becoming X might mean. What might it look like on a daily basis? How may we find ourselves in those 
particular scenarios. So you might find it really helpful to focus on regular day to day. For example, this a couple of examples that you might give to your children is like, what might a confident, so let's say you've got a child who's talking about being confident and, and being this sort of super confident individual. So you might then ask, what might a confident George do at bedtime? So it's that confidence around not feeling nervous about going to sleep. Or if a child might be anxious, what might a brave Sophie say to a friend who wasn't being kind? So it's really trying to take the aspects of the person that they want to become and trying to get them now to move out of that imaginative, creative space of what that person would look like and how that would feel to now beginning to think when we imagine yourself as that person, as that brave Sophie, as that confident George, in these scenarios, what might that version of you look like? What might that version of you do and say in those particular situations? Because we're really focusing in on what does this look like day to day when we're in those day to day situations so that we can move, move that step closer. So the third part is about getting super clear on what that might mean, what it might look like with specific day-to-day challenges. Now, the fourth bit is something that I would like you just to consider is with your children and also with yourselves is I would like you to consider a form of service intention. So it's about encouraging children and teens as part of the intentions that they set and as part of the imagination game and as part of the feels for them to consider having an intention, one or, or more, around this notion of service. So this is all about helping children and teens to consider doing things for others. Because what that does is it builds a sense of gratitude. It builds a sense of empowerment and also a feeling and understanding that the world is so much bigger than just them and their family. Now, I love this one particularly because, as you know, I am keen to bring back a real sense of community when it comes to raising children and for children to then be sort of almost giving back within that sense of community. So I would encourage you as as the parent, but also for your children to consider an intention that goes beyond them and is about being of service, being of service within your family, being of service within the wider community, whether that community is their school, whether that's the community is within their village, their street, the wider family, or within sort of after school activities and wider sort of communities that they're part of. And then the fifth aspect of this, of really embedding these 24 for 2024, is creating a habit to reflect. And that's a really crucial part, because if we are talking about building a habit of intention setting as a way of progressing day to day, moving towards being the version that they've imagined themselves to be and the feelings that are associated with that, in order for this to be embedded in our day to day life, we also need to embed a habit of reflecting on how we're doing compared to the intentions. And that can be a really useful part of a weekly family meeting. You know, how are we getting on against our intentions? When we're setting these things, you know, those regular family meetings are really crucial. And you might find that in the early parts of your 24 for 2024, that you want to talk about those every single week, because that's a really important way of embedding it and making it much more habitual. But that doesn't mean that you necessarily need to incorporate it into every single family meeting of every week. It's just simply keeping that 
sort of keeping it front and center, keeping it in that awareness of your consciousness, because what then happens is it then is much more likely to get embedded as a habit. And we know that habit formation can take between 12 and 120 days. So some habits we seem to be able to get really embedded quite quickly. And my theory would be that those are the habits that we're highly motivated to do. Some habits just take longer because they quite often involve unlearning, unproductive, unhelpful habits before we're then able to create new ones. So it's just having this reflective practice, I think, is a really crucial, crucial aspect. So let me just recap how you would go about these intentions. And then I just want to just add another piece. So the first one is about starting with the imagination game. Yeah, really getting them to imagine the person that they're striving to become. The second one is getting really into the feels. What does that feel like? Getting then super clear on what becoming, whatever that becoming might be, might look like on a daily basis. The fourth one is what I would really encourage you to do is to consider service as one of the intentions. And the fifth one is about creating a habit to reflect. Now, the resource for this this specific episode is going to be the 24 for 2024 template. We have created it in a way that might be helpful for you to use. So there are two templates. There is one where you simply have 24 intentions. That's it. They literally are numbered one to 24. And you could use it that way as well as the other way. It's up to you. But one way is you just simply list the 24 intentions. The other one we've grouped around six main highlighted goals or promises, because you may well be that you might find for yourself as an adult or for your children that they find it easier to focus around six higher levels. I would encourage those six higher levels to be very broad and what you write underneath are much more to do with the intentions. I say that because I find that if you have big goals at the top, it's really difficult for your child to engage in. What you might use, the sort of the bigger headings of the six, much more relate to broad aspects of your child's life. So for example, you may have a broad aspect. So for example, there might be an int- some intentions that your child might have around school. So that might be the bigger heading. You might have one around family. You might have one around siblings. You might have one around a particular sport. It, I, you can play around with this in whichever way you wanted to, which is why we wanted to give you both. I have previously done my 21 for 2021, for example, as a sim- simply as a long list. For 24 for 2024, mine are much broader around health and family and what I'm calling and work. So it's about how you want to approach it, whether you want to adopt a broad heading, because that helps you get really clear in my health, what are my intentions in my family? What are my intentions? But it's, I'm just, we just wanted to make sure that we gave you the flexibility. So in order to access that resource, of course, you go to the usual place, my free resource library, which is drmaryhand.com forward slash library, where you'll find the link to download the resource. All you need to do is pop in your email address and you'll get instant access to the 24 for 2024 resource. But of course, all the other free resources across all my other podcast episodes. You just pop your email address in and then you'll get access to all of it. As ever, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would be eternally grateful. 
and very appreciative if you could follow, rate and review this podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time. Thank you.